Classic Business with Michael Avery, sponsored by Alex Forbes, for insight, advice and impact. Having had a bit of time to read through uh, the full budget review uh, and uh, getting away from the GFECRA, which is dominating uh, a lot of the post-budget analysis, there's actually some really encouraging signs uh, from a, uh, a mid-market to startup perspective in terms of some of the concessions that were made in this budget, particularly around exchange controls. I'm joined now by Peter Jans von Rensburg of uh, AJM Tax to discuss some of those highlights. Peter, just firstly, as a broad kind of observation what did you make of the balancing act achieved by the minister yesterday michael the minister did what he could um within the within the framework of the governing party with uh, within the framework of what's been collected what's possible by sars i think the minister did well um you can only summarize the budget fairly as fine um it wasn't too bad it wasn't too good just simply fine um but i think the the the, the the real interesting part of the budget is not what was said in the speech. It's what it's in the annexes to the budget. When you consider the um, proposed uh, tax amendments, and as you quite re- quite correctly mentioned, around exchange control. Now that's hidden all the annexes. And what's what's really really positive, and that what hasn't been highlighted, is that the um, well we saw the first announcement in 2020 around the capital flow management system from an exchange control perspective, and now only are we starting to see the first movements in the in the right direction um there is going to be more powers given to authorized dealers generally your commercial banks to approve transactions on their level in other words they don't have to escalate it all the way to the reserve bank for approval so from an approval perspective a lot easier and then if you look at quantums at values that um, can be approved also a lot of positives in that regard um yeah. for example the increase from one billion to a five billion and um, that that um, that funds can also externalize um that was one of the really big positive things that wasn't highlighted and that i'm excited about yeah ab- absolutely i i i guess one could always ask why not 10 billion but let's not quibble it is um you know it's a big increase to give those authorized dealers the banks greater discretion and will allow startups to attract significant foreign investment under these uh new regulations uh so uh, i mean when you when you look underneath the surface of it i i know simodisa and others at the sa startup act movement have really been lobbying for this change behind the scenes because what we're seeing is many of our high growth um, entrepreneurial uh, tech-driven startups having to go and set up offshore and uh, and then we tend to lose them because of these regulations so that that is definitely a, a positive um, uh, in in terms of other interesting business tax um, uh, incentives or announcements that were in the annexes did you pick up anything else that's piqued your interest peter Michael, uh, two, well, three things really. Um, the first one is on the employment tax incentive. Um, and the big change there that we're expecting is that there's going to be an introduction of um, some more anti-avoidance provisions. We know that there have been schemes running around the market. So Treasury is tightening up on that. Um, some more specific legislation that can prevent abuse of the system. Uh, the Section 12H leadership allowance um, sunset clause has been extended to 2027. Um, so there's at least a shorter term incentive for for the continued employment of um, of younger unskilled persons to to enable them and then um, everybody thought that the that the conversation around solar has gone quite in this budget um, but the section 12b in other words not the 125 percent in 12b a but the hundred percent in 12b 
uh, there's going to be some relaxation around the requirements from a generation capacity. In other words, they're going to increase the, the generation capacity that you um, are entitled to to claim the allowance. And they're also going to lift certain restriction on a leasing component. Um, that was one of the big restrictions in terms of Section 12B is where, um, where you lease the panels, um, the solar panels, and, and then sell electricity. Um, so those restrictions are likely going to be lifted. And come the 31st of July, we will probably see some um, legislative proposals in this regard. So I think all in all, very positive on that front. And uh, I did see uh, some interesting uh, announcements for private equity as well, limiting interest deductions and assess loss restrictions uh, that really impact those in common diet partnerships. How do the proposed changes to limit interest deductions and relax those assessed loss restrictions align with broader tax policy objectives? Michael, very difficult. Um, when the corporate uh, income tax rate reduced from 28 to 27%, these two mechanisms, the assessed losses, number one, and number two, the limitation of interest, were the two mechanisms that were, um, that were used to essentially broaden the tax base to allow for that reduction in, um, in the corporate tax rate. Now, some more uh, um, concessions will be made in respect of the assessed losses. Um, so the restrictions will be limited, uh, well, will be lifted where companies are in deregistration or in a process of liquidation. So I think that's a call from industry that government has um, has heeded to, which is very positive. And I think there is a bit of a um, an interesting play on the minimum global tax um, and the proposals in that regard. So I think government sees it as a broadening of a tax base. So there is some relaxation that they can give on the assessed losses and the interest uh-huh. limitation rules. Um, so I, th- I think they've they've um, they've using the, the global minimum tax rate as a as an extra extra broadening, if you will, um, to relax some of the other measures that they. Um, included two years ago. Yeah, as the minister mentioned in the speech, uh, an 8 billion um, revenue gain by uh, bringing us into that global minimum tax uh, regime. Uh, One just hopes that all countries do play by the rules there. And then there was also um, uh, the, the definition of connected person and its impact on partnerships. Can you just explain the unintended impacts of the current definition of connected person on limited partners in an in common diet partnership? Uh, because that, that was something that uh, was, was hurting private equity, which has now been adjusted. Yeah, it it um, it is. Uh, Michael, the current definition says that persons are connected for tax purposes in relation to one another if they are partners of the same partnership. Now, as you quite rightly said, that has some in- unintended tax consequences. Specifically, look at um, arms length transactions that have been um, that transactions that have to be concluded at arm's length, and especially if you have cross-border um, transactions with incumbent partnerships as well. Now, Treasury has only said that this, and we, we see the unintended consequences, but it's not yet quite um, certain how they will amend it. My suspicion is at this stage is that the, a limited partner might potentially be excluded from, from um, being a connected person. In other words, if a person really just acts in, a, in an administrative capacity, not really bringing any substance to that partnership, not contributing in terms of assets, time, money, the rest, um, they might be excluded from from that definition. But again, we'll only see these um, these proposals come um, July probably. But very very positive, and I think it's going to um, to really increase the um, the type of the type of businesses that typically want to enter into these income and partnerships. Partnerships are usually um, a, quite a technical area that that few people, and I think even on Treasury and SARS side often don't understand it can become quite complex and i think amending the connected person definition um to 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 cater for uh, for a broader application of the partnership model 
uh, is really positive, and I think it's something that um, that can mm. be used and rolled out in practice. And, and it also just demonstrates when you when you tie that together with the exchange controls that Treasury is listening to those who who work in very um, some might say niche sectors of the economy, but very important sectors of the economy in private equity and venture capital. So overall, I certainly see those as a positive. Thank you very much for your time, Peter Jans van Rensburg, Director at AJM Tax, with some of the business tax highlights from this year's budget here on Classic Business. Classic Business with Michael Avery, sponsored by Alex Forbes, for insight, advice and impact.